Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Double T, and I would like to welcome everybody here and around the globe into the Double T Podcast Network. Now, when I say welcome everybody from here and around the globe, I want to be a little bit more specific as to what I mean. Fortunately, my podcast medium, Anchor, supplies me with analytics. So when I say around the globe, I want to share something with you all. The Double T Podcast Network has listeners in the following countries besides the United States. Romania, Canada, Malaysia, Bangladesh, Mexico, the United Kingdom, India, Pakistan, and Australia. Not too bad for an old West Haven boy who started a little podcast in his kitchen back in December. Now, in addition to that, I would like to remind everybody the many different ways that you can get a hold of Double T and have your voice heard and be a part of our podcast. First off, our website is doubletpodcast.com. Spelled out D O U B L E T podcast.com. You can direct email me at double T podcast at iCloud.com. Again, D O U B L E T podcast at iCloud.com. We have a 24 7 365 talk and text line. That number is 413-218-2429. You can text me or leave a voicemail and I assure you every text, voicemail, and email will be responded to by me personally. Those are all the different ways that you can contact the show and me directly. I appreciate feedback, whether it be good or bad. I also appreciate show ideas, suggestions for guests, anything that you have to say. The listening audience, I want to hear. After all, without you, we don't have a show. I'm very proud of how this audience is growing. And there are a lot of exciting things coming up. Just to name a few, we have two authors on tap. We have Greg Dillon, who wrote a book, an FBI whistleblower book called The Thin Blue Lie, An Honest Cop versus the FBI, which will be an amazing interview. We also have seven-time Emmy-winning author Peter Lyon, who is going to be joining us for a special Memorial Day show on two books that he has authored about World War II heroes, one called American Saint Nick and the other called Merg. These are outstanding books, and I think it's a great tribute to veterans to do a show on Memorial Day about World War II heroes, and I'm awfully glad that Peter has agreed to join us to do the special on Memorial Day. And coming up in the second week of May, we're going to be traveling up to Notre Dame High School in West Haven, Connecticut, 
and we're going to be doing a series of podcasts with their engineering students on some very interesting concepts in teaching that they have come up with in their engineering studies in learning in the future. When I read the synopsis of this program of studies, I was blown away to see what these guys are doing compared to what we did back in 1978 and 1979 when we were in high school. It is unbelievable and we are going to actually sit down with the students and discuss their projects and let me tell you folks, I don't want to give the store away here, but these projects will blow you away. As to what these high school students are doing, you will not believe your ears. This is Do Not Miss Radio. So we have some very interesting things coming up over the next few weeks. And I encourage you all to stay in contact with us and give us your ideas. And also, we're always looking for good topics and good guests. But you, the audience, are the heartbeat of this show. And I will never forget that. So on that note, let us begin our show for today. First, we would like to raise our hearts and our prayers to the good people of Ukraine who are still struggling to survive the brutal and inhumane attacks from the evil dictator Vladimir Putin. The brutal genocide, the atrocities, the senseless killing of civilians, the unspeakable war crimes that this evil man is committing. Our hearts and our prayers go out to the very good people of Ukraine. Today's show is titled, It's Tough to Go Home. This story is very personal for me, and it is the reason why I haven't put out quite as many podcasts over the past few weeks. Due to some family circumstances, I've returned home along with my sister to assist our parents in a bit of a time of need. But I want to start at the beginning. I want to start at the very beginning. My parents live in a house that they bought in 1959, the year before I was born. The house was in ill repair. My father worked all day at his job and came home for dinner and then went to the house which was around the corner from where we lived and worked another five or six hours every single night rebuilding the inside of that house for almost a year. Uh, On the weekends my grandfathers would help him, his best friend Mike would come over and help him. It was a long, tenuous project. My father is a very proud man and was ecstatic when this house was ready to be moved into in 1961. This is not only the house that I grew up in, but it is still the house, the very house that my parents still live in to this day. They are 92 years old. I presented many challenges to my parents as a child afflicted with ADHD, which was something that nobody knew about back in the 60s and early 70s. 
everyone basically said, well, he's just a little hyperactive kid, but uh, I was way beyond that. I presented challenges um, that were well over and above a normal kid, and how this man never killed me uh, is beyond me. Uh, I came close a few times to buying it, but thank God I had aunts and grandparents that came to rescue me and uh, took me away for the day and gave him an opportunity to calm down. I still say to this day no jury would have ever convicted him, but uh, other than that, life was, life was pretty good. Uh, I did all the things that you know kids did. I played sports after school with my friends, went to the movies. You know, the things that normal kids do in small towns. I have a sister. Um, she was good and still is in every single way. She never presented any challenges to my folks. Um, you know, my sister was just, she was just a great kid and still is. Uh, so we pretty much had, other than my ADHD, a pretty normal family. Uh, in normal family life. My father worked very hard. He owned his own dental laboratory. And I knew that every year he would have a different project going on in the house. Remodeling something, a room, either paneling, wallpapering, painting, building cabinets, doing something. Uh, or working on a project outside or doing a project at his mother's house around the corner. But he was always busy, he was always working on something, and the man had talent. And if he didn't know something, he figured out how to do it. Uh, he always wanted me to be there to help him. You know, hand me this, hand me that, go for this, go for that. But, the, you know, I always wanted to get out of there and, you know, go play, you know, basketball or baseball with my friends. Uh, and he used to piss them off royally. Um, you know, the funny thing is, eight years later, we kind of came to find out that I actually picked up a lot more from him than we both realized when I had to start doing these things for myself. Uh, but as time moved on, uh, you know, when I became 15, I got a job and I started to work and I never looked back because I liked money. And... You know, my dad was a tough guy. He was very critical, but he was critical to try to make me better. But unfortunately, that method of psychology never worked on me because it only made me go in the opposite direction. But in retrospect, I know his motives were good. You know, he just challenged me in the wrong ways. Um, I remember... Uh, I remember one punishment of mine was... He took everything out of my bedroom except for a bed and a dresser. I had nothing else in my room. And I had the audacity, I don't know if it was audacity or tenacity, to just show him that I didn't care. And I think that upset him even more. But, you know, We went through all the normal things that families go through. I moved away. Uh, I moved up here to Western Massachusetts back in 
26. Uh, I ended up getting married and had kids. I got divorced. Uh, many of the things that I tried, you know, did work and failed. Uh, but regardless of the outcomes of my life, uh, I'm just the type of a person that you can just keep hitting me and punching me and you're never gonna put me down unless you kill me. So I just keep moving forward. But, you know, my parents still live in that same house in Connecticut. And, um, you know, I, I live up in Massachusetts still. And recently, uh, I should say over the past, you know, year or so, my dad has become afflicted with dementia. His mother did before him, and his sister is now. So it's it's a family affliction. It's genetic. So you know, I guess I'm just waiting for my time in the box. Uh, dementia. You know, what is exactly what is dementia? Dementia is a term used to describe a group of symptoms affecting memory, thinking, and social abilities severely enough to interfere with your daily life. It isn't a specific disease, but several diseases can cause dementia, uh, generally involving some type of loss. Memory loss has different causes. Having memory loss alone doesn't mean you have dementia it is often one of the early stages of the condition. Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause of progressive dementia in older adults, but there are a number of other causes of dementia. Depending on the cause, some dementia symptoms can be reversible. Dementia symptoms vary depending on the cause by common signs and symptoms, including what we refer to as cognitive changes, such as memory loss, which is usually noticed by somebody else, uh, difficulty communicating or finding words, difficulty with visual and spatial abilities, such as getting lost while driving, or difficulty reasoning or problem solving, difficulty handling complex tasks, difficulty with planning or organizing, or difficulty with coordination and motor functions, and confusion and disorientation. There are some psychological changes such as personality changes, depression, anxiety, inappropriate behaviors, very common, paranoia, agitation, and hallucination. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, I suppose I'm exposing myself a little bit because I don't believe I'm the only person in this audience that is going through this right now. Now, the reason why we came home, my sister and I, was because my mom had to be in the hospital. She was in there for about eight days, and my sister and I came home to take care of dad and to be there when my mom got home from the hospital because she needed some care, and, you know, my, my dad just can't be left alone right now, and he needs some care. Uh, you know, we talked to a few friends who were in the same position with their parents, and 
you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, I have to say that is the most difficult thing in the world to come home and to watch somebody, particularly somebody that you love, reduced to something that is not the vision of the man or woman that you've known all your life. It's an insidious, debilitating disease, and it's hard to see. Somebody that used to kick your ass reduced in such a vile, This is one of the most difficult trips home that I have ever made. Uh, like I said, it's, it's just hard to see the person that used to kick your ass getting their ass kicked. It presents you with many difficult choices and decisions. I mean, a couple years ago, uh, he started losing his eyesight and, you know, taking the car keys away was not that big of a deal because he kind of recognized he couldn't see. Uh, Mom still drove for a while longer, but then it just kind of came down to uh, having to go sit with Mom and say, you know, we don't think you should drive anymore. And, you know, taking the car away from them. Um... First of all, you have to be concerned for their safety. Now, fortunately, my dad is kind of more in the moment than out of the moment, but there's no telling how long that's going to last because the, the, the cognitive decline is, is much more noticeable on a daily basis. So you have to be prepared for what the next step of the journey might have to be. Uh, bringing in some assistance is a good first step because obviously my sister and I can't move back in. Uh, so I would suggest to anybody uh, who might be in this situation to do some proper prior planning. Start researching these things now. Check into assistance to see what insurance will cover. If your mom or dad is a veteran, contact the VA um, based on their percentage of disability uh, there is a lot of things that the VA can do for you and if if you are having trouble getting through the VA there are organizations of veterans advocates that you can talk with that can guide you along the way um, any help at this point in the journey is greatly appreciated. Trust me, nobody wants to see their parents go to a nursing home or a skilled facility. But sometimes 24-hour care is what they might need, and unfortunately, we are not qualified to do that, no matter what you think. Um... Why I'm telling you all of this is very simple. At this point, short-term memory for dementia patients and Alzheimer patients is gone. But I assure you, long-term memory is still there and functions at a high, high standard. And the one thing that I have benefited by in this journey home 
been able, uh, as my sister as well, is to sit down with our father and have some amazing conversations about his military service, how he met our mother. He can describe their first date as if it was yesterday. Uh, he tells us about the time he spent down in San Antonio, Texas, when he was in, stationed there in the service. Uh, and then he could uh, tell us about a trip that him and my mother made back there several years later to visit his old military base for a reunion. Uh, he loves to listen and sing along to old country songs. Uh, his favorites are like Ray Price and Eddie Arnold, and my sister and I will sit right next to him and sing along with him, and it always puts a smile on his face, and it seems uh, like the challenging times that we had when we were younger don't exist in his mind any longer, yet I do have an ability to piss him off on occasion still, but one thing is for sure. When he gets a little confused about something and I look him in the eye and I say, Pop, I got your back, he'll look at me back and, and he'll say, I know. Uh, about three years ago, he had a bad bout with pneumonia and he was laying in Milford Hospital on what we thought was his deathbed and we did not see him coming back for this. They were... There were many things wrong with him, and at that moment, uh, I went up to see him one night, and it was just I with him, and he was really upset because they wanted to do uh, a liver functions test on him to check what his bilirubin was, and he was convinced that they, and, and talk about an old stubborn Sicilian, he, was, he thought they were only trying to do this for the money. <laughs> He, he could hardly talk, and I sat there, and I held his hand, and I looked at him, and I said, listen to me. You protected me all my life. Now it's my turn to protect you. I will not let them do anything to you that is not medically necessary. I will not let them hurt you. I promise you with all of my heart. I've got your back. You have to believe me. I promise you nothing will be done to you that is not absolutely necessary he squeezed my hand and a tear rolled down his eye and that promise never has and never will be broken um, I have a very very dear friend who is going through the same thing right now his dad uh, is in hospice and I, I can't imagine his pain so ladies and gentlemen, make the most out of every single moment that you have. You will never, ever regret it. Nancy Reagan had the best definition for this disease. She called it the long kiss goodbye. She was absolutely right. And this, folks, is why I tell you, you could never truly go back home again. So on that somber note, I wish you love, I wish you peace, and I wish you happiness. 
you know the drill. Do your due diligence. Mask up, hand sanitize. And if you have the opportunity to do a random act of kindness for somebody, take that opportunity, folks. Because if you do a random act of kindness for somebody, this world will be a much better place to live. Until we meet again, this is Double T. Wishing you all a good weekend. Thank you.